Hope you guys don't mind me preaching with a hoodie on today. I was freezing this week. I got this problem. I tend to run in and out of places. So this week I was freezing. I ran into the bank and I had my hoodie up. And I was like that. And I come, I did my business. I come running out. Just, ugh. Man, did I thought, did I look suspicious? I think I was over, I think I was over at your bank, Bo. So I'm glad he didn't tackle me or something. That first song that we, they played, Your Love Never Fails, like, that's like one of my favorite songs. It's like my base camp, you know. Not the song, but the love of Jesus. That's like my base camp. You ever watch those shows about Mount Everest and partway up the mountain there's this base camp, this safe place and everything and of course the goal is to make it to the summit and that's where God wants to take us, is to the top. So I want to know today, have you got the juice to trek with me? If you do, say amen. Amen. Very good. That was my Australian accent if you couldn't tell. Australia is awesome. The closest I've ever been, well, I was born in Seoul, Korea, so I was pretty close then, but closest I've ever been to Australia since then, since I was a baby, is Kansas. <laughs> but I'm making my way there one of these days. If you would, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for this great congregation and friends and family. Lord, I pray, Lord, that your anointing would be upon the preaching and the teaching of the word today. Lord, help us to glean out of this what you would have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, turn to your Bibles, and let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, and we'll... We'll read through verse, I don't know, 23. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Orchardville fruit and produce. Are you a fruit? Am I a fruit? Oh, there was more response to that. <laughs> course, you probably know what the, the theme of this message is, is the fruit of the Spirit. I love fruit. I like fruit better than I do vegetables, even. My favorite is peaches. Not the ones that you buy right now, because when you bite into them, it's kind of like biting into a hedge apple or something. I'm talking about the ones in late July, early August, the ones that you get and you bite into it and the juice just almost runs down your mouth and those things are awesome. That's the kind of fruit that I like. Galatians 5, 19 through 23. 
Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, this is the works of the flesh, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentious, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those things are bad news, right? No bueno, no good. But, in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. These things are good. You have the green light to have these things, right? No law against having love, joy, peace, and so forth and so on. My question is, today, do you have much love, joy, and peace, and so forth within you? We need to be, we should produce much fruit, right? We should, these are the things that we should produce, not the things in the previous, which were the works of the flesh. John 15, 8 says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. These, this brings great glory to my Father. When we produce joy, peace, love, long-suffering, and all these things, this brings great glory to the Father. You see, we, I talked about this a couple of Wednesdays ago. We are all farmers. Did you know that? Cody, did you realize that you are a farmer? Well, actually, you were. <laughs> Dallas, did you know that you are a farmer? We cultivate things in our lives, don't we? Our lives are cultivated. It's a biblical principle. We cultivate our family. The very thing that I pour into my family, either good or bad, is going to cultivate it one way or the other, right? We cultivate our jobs, our businesses. We even cultivate our church. The things that we do in this church is actually cultivating to either grow or not grow what is going on in this church. We even cultivate our relationship with Christ. Because what we pour into this, whenever we read the word, whenever we go to him in prayer, every time we come to church and join in in worship, our relationship with Christ grows, doesn't it? We need to increase fruit production. Now, who wouldn't want to have more love in their life. True love, a godly Christ-like love. Who wouldn't want to have more joy in their life? If you're not having joy in your life right now, you've got to change something. 
Because if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to get the same results. What, you, what kind of seeds that you plant in your life is what kind of harvest you're going to reap. We need to increase fruit production. So what, <clears throat> what does it take to make fruit trees and fruit plants more productive? Actually, I have had a little bit of experience in growing trees, and I use that word little bit very lightly. In my mind, I have very experienced at growing fruit trees, but I have probably had maybe 15, 16 fruit, fruit trees and have been, oh, in the past, whenever I was younger, somewhat successful, but I know many people that are very successful at it. We are all farmers, and we cultivate the things in our lives. One of the things, the aspects to make us make fruit trees more productive is they have to have good, strong roots. I have an apple tree out at my mom's that does not produce anything anymore. Matter of fact, the wind has blown it over. It never did have great roots. Um, actually, the top of it grew too much, but then the roots weren't very good, and it just actually just snapped off in a 40-mile-an-hour wind. We talked uh, about on Wednesday night a couple of weeks ago about the parable of the sower and about the seed going into a hard path. Some went into a stony path, some went into thorny places, and some fell on fertile ground. And the seed that fell on the fertile ground did develop good root system. We need strong, deep roots in our lives. It helps us to stay planted. It helps us to, whenever a tree has great roots, and especially when they go deep, the roots actually will absorb the nutrients. If you don't, the tree can't be fed. I heard a wise man preach a message a long time ago about blooming where you're planted. If you dig up a tree every so often and you move it and you replant it, it's not going to be very productive, is it? It may not even make it. One of the other aspects of increasing fruit production is fertilizer. One of the best sources for fertilizer is manure or poop. <laughs> Sometimes you go through really tough times before you can produce fruit, don't you? It may even stink at times. And I learned one thing about fertilizer whenever I was younger, and that is certain manures were too hot put on green. Whenever I say green, I mean just like fresh from the source. They were best if they sat for about a year and kind of rotted and stuff, and then they could do some good. So, 1 Peter 5.10, it says, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So, after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. This was out of 1 Peter, 
And Peter was actually giving a word to the elders in the church. He was telling them that you were going to go through probably some tough times, but Christ is going to do a work in your life, and he's going to restore, support, and strengthen you and place you on a firm foundation. One of the other aspects for increasing fruit production is you got to give them water. Without water, there will be no life. Water gives life. John 4.14 says, But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. We got to have water. I got to have the water right now. You see a difference in me? One of the other things you got to have to increase fruit production is the right climate. Now, this was a very interesting fact. I uh, have some friends, Mark and Ruth Chaplin, they are ministers in a different state. They did a leadership conference for us or a leadership uh, meeting for us one time. Ruth was from South America and she was telling me a fact about Quito, Ecuador. She said, it is right on the equator. And if you go to uh, Google Maps or go to a, um, a glo globe, I, I, we really don't use those very much anymore, but the world is round because it's, there is a globe that you can look at. Quito, Ecuador is right on the equator. And she said that fruit and vegetables and everything else down there, they don't have seasons like we have here normally. That fruit can grow year round there. So like you can plant a tomato plant right now and then it would come up and have tomatoes in a few months. So around here, naturally we only get one season. But down there, they can produce fruit all the time. You need the right climate. We need to be, as Christians, a thermostat and not a thermometer. Because see, a thermometer, all it does it tells what temperature it is. You either scream out, whoopee, or oh my. You're just telling the temperature of the situation. You're not doing anything about it. A thermostat actually controls the temperature. And you can set it so that you can stay right in there comfortable. We need to be a thermostat and not a thermometer. One of the other things for fruit production is organization and order. If you've ever been to a apple orchard or a peach orchard, there is organization and order. They don't just go out there and say, I think I'll put a tree here, I think I'll put one there, or this or that. No, they plan it out, and the trees are in rows and this and that. There is very good organization and order to it. The right spacing with organization and order is very important in an orchard as well. There is a standard as to how far apart you plant apple trees, how far apart you plant peach trees. Even in my own home, sometimes me and my wife have to give each other some space. You got to give each other some space, not too much space. 
Sometimes you got to give each other a little bit of space. Sometimes I even have to go down to my little nest downstairs. It, and it's not a man cave, it's a nest. It hasn't qualified for a man cave yet. But I have everything all around me that I need. Sometimes you got to give each other just a little bit of space. Pruning. Pruning increases fruit production. I was talking to some of the peach growers down in Cobden at the farmer's market, and they said that one of the keys to their success is the guys that actually prune the trees because that's what kind of makes it or breaks it for them. Pruning at the right time, pruning at the right, st- the right method and this and that, every time that they clip a branch, then different sprouts form out from that. So instead of one, they have many, and those have buds on them. Pruning <clears throat> makes a tree healthier. It may even look... I used to think whenever my dad would start pruning trees and he was telling me about it, he would take an apple tree and he would prune it back, way back, and I'd think like, ah, look at all the apples we could have if you didn't cut all those branches off. But instead, it had a reverse effect. It made actually more, better apples whenever the trees were pruned. It makes for a healthier tree. One of the other aspects of fruit production is timing. Timing is crucial for spraying, pruning, and harvesting. What if it's time to harvest And you just don't even, ah, I'm just so wore out from the whole rest of the year. I just don't even want to pick. There is a time for harvest as well. Sort of like, have you ever said the right thing at the wrong time? It can't happen. Crop insurance. Sometimes things don't always go so well. And for farmers... Most of them carry crop insurance, kind of takes some of the highs and the lows out of life and everything. Spiritually, for Romans 10, 13, it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Some may say, well, that's just fire insurance. That isn't real spiritual. Well, I'm going to tell you what, it's good to know where you're going to spend eternity, isn't it? It's like the most important thing that you can decide. And then sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we mess up big time. And 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When you mess up, you need to repent. And I'm telling you what, repentance will unlock your potential. Unrepented sin will keep you bogged down and keep you suppressed in your life. But repentance, when you bring it before the Father and you ask for forgiveness, repentance will unlock your life and the weight of the world will be lifted off of you. Financially, you need a good budget and you need an emergency fund. Things tear up. And I'm going to tell you what, Something like a dryer tearing up on you or a hot water heater, if you ain't got the money, it will take the joy right out of your life. You might be singing praises one day 
And then all of a sudden, something mechanical like that will just steal the joy right out of your mouth. Relationship-wise, integrity plus accountability equals credibility. I'm going to tell you what, I'm, a, I'm pretty much a straight-up guy. And if I'm straight with you and I'm accountable to you, that builds credibility, doesn't it? If you can't believe a word of, that's coming out of my mouth, we don't have any credibility. But if I'm a straight-up dude with you and you say, hey, that George, he's, he's flying right, then we have credibility. Now, if somebody comes and speaks a word against me and I have credibility with you, it makes it real easy for you to defend me, doesn't it? But if not... I haven't got any change in my pocket going jing-a-ling-a-ling. You need credibility. One of the other things for increasing fruit production is reproduction. Genesis 1, 27 and 28 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish and sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We've got some new babies here at the church and we got some coming up. I tell you what, if there ain't no other way to grow a church right there, that's a good way. What would happen if everybody who could have a child in here had one this year? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Our nursery couldn't handle it. Neither could a lot of parents. <laughs> I'm not telling you how to not have kids. Go ahead and have them if you want. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, the Great Commission. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. For us to increase fruit production as Christians, we need to reach out to other people and make disciples and reproduce what we are in Christ. If the worship team would go ahead and come. There's one other thing that is important for fruit production, and I may have left some stuff out, but this one's the most important. Trees and plants need the sun. The tree needs the sun to give it life and life more abundantly. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We need the sun, not just for fruit production. We need the sun for the very basis of who we are. We need Jesus in our lives. If you all would, please stand. 
I hope that every person in this room is a follower of Christ. If you are not, don't be embarrassed. Feel fortunate that today you have the chance to accept him as your Lord and Savior. If you've never asked Jesus into your life, I would ask you to do that today. I would ask you to please come forward and I'll pray with you. Pastor Rick here will pray with you. Many others will come and pray with you and lead you into a prayer of salvation. But as they play, whatever your needs may be today, I ask that you would bring it to the Lord today. If you need more love, joy, and peace in your life, if you need anything, healing, whatever, please come to the Lord today as they play. It's cold outside right now, but it's going to get warmer and the climate's going to get better. And let's all strive to increase our fruit production this year in 2018. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.